Hey everyone, it's Dr. Shawnee here. And before the beginning of this amazing episode, I just wanted to pop in quickly and let you know that our deadline for accepting applications for the Elevated Women Mastermind is coming up very soon. If you are new to our masterminds, basically it's like a group coaching program. We take eight women uh, who are basically on the cusp of six figures or their practices are definitely in the ramp up phase. And they're just trying to do it all on their own. They tend to be the women who are very overwhelmed right now, trying to get things done and doing everything themselves. If you are one of those women and you are looking to have 2019, just a different year for you, I would love for you to go to alignedwomen.com forward slash mastermind and fill out an application for our Elevated Women Mastermind. It's a group that is designed to give you focus, accountability, and most of all, a sense of community and support so that you know you are not doing this alone. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Our topic today is our top five things to delegate. And the reason I'm so excited is because I love delegating. Become a <laughs> um, delegating queen. Uh, okay, queen makes me feel a little like a little itchy because I am like, oh, is it okay to delegate? Ninja? It's that little... I'll take the ninja. It's that little voice in the back of my head that says like, oh, but you really could do all these things that you delegate. You surely don't have to have someone else do them for you. Are you a princess? You can't do them. But all that aside, um, my life is certain. Hang on. That's the important thing, right? What you just said, you just voiced (laughs) probably every single woman listening to this feels. Like, I think that's a big part of the reason why we don't delegate was because we think, well, I could do that or I should do that. It's not that you can't do a lot of these things. It's that at this point, you have to make a decision. If you are the CEO of your business, is this what a CEO should be doing right now? Or can you outsource these things to somebody else so that you can do what only you can do? Hello, listeners. Welcome (laughs) to the episode. (laughs) We've just dove straight in. Um, yes to all of that. And, you know, it was only like, in some ways, just like a year ago, but really looking back like two, three years ago, I was doing it all. And I was like doing everything being like, this is the way to be successful. Right. And thinking one day I'm going to be able to not do all of this. Like, I know it's coming. I'm going to be able to have a team of people to delegate things to and, yeah. And now it's much more a reality. Ugh. You know, I think that the key to delegation is delegating before you really need it. And when you do that, that's when you can grow that much quicker. I think one of the biggest obstacles to women growing their practices is not delegating things soon enough. And it just bogs us down. 
Well, yeah, because just like we talked about, we see in this mindset that we can do it. So why, why pay someone else to do it? Or you're not that privileged. So just do it yourself. You're not that special. You're not a queen. You're not a princess. All those things keep us in the place of not delegating things to other people. And then we wait until we're so overwhelmed with doing it all on our own that we have no choice. Like we just have to get help with something. Yep. Okay. So so what are our top five? uh, The number one thing to delegate, I don't know that these things are in order of importance, by the way, they're just kind of five things that we've, that we've come up with. Um, Number one is social media and graphics. If you're spending a lot of time designing your graphics, um, creating your social media post, is it really working? What are the results? And of course, yes, as we talked about in our last episode, your marketing plan, you, you're going to do some things that you have to stick with for a long time before you see results from them. But you, you really need to be careful about how much time you spend on social media, specifically because it's designed to keep you there. It's designed to keep you distracted from everything else. And one of the biggest things we hear from women is that they feel overwhelmed and that they don't have enough time to do it all, yet they spend a lot of time wasted on social media. Yeah, to me, social media is soul-sucking. That idea of, oh, gosh, I've got to sit down and go on Canva and create, a, you know, insert this picture into a template so that I can post on an Instagram the thought of that honestly makes me want to vomit. So things like that, that those can be delegated out. My 14-year-old daughter can create my Instagram templates. So if I give her the pictures, here are the pictures, she can go in, she can actually create these Instagram posts and then she drops them in a folder that says this week's social media posts. And then every day on Instagram, if I want to post something, I just pull it out of that folder and I post it. I have an intern who um, she does all of my Facebook posting. So she is great at seeing blog posts or articles or finding recipes, that kind of thing. She posts them on my business page. She schedules them all out on the weekend. So I can go in first thing Monday morning and I actually will look at what she's posted, like the blurb, the actual post part of the post. And a lot of times it's fine, but there's a lot of times where I just have a different idea about it. And I can go in and change the post. That just takes me a few seconds. But if I had to sit down and actually kind of comb through other social media or the internet looking for things, it would take me so much longer. So like, this is not an expensive outsourcing as far as I'm concerned. You're still on top of it. You're still maintaining your, your control and your authority over it. But it's those little things, that time on Canva and you know, having to find the content, that's where you can outsource it for sure. I love that you do that. And, you know, for whatever reason, having someone already have the post scheduled for you and you being able to just go back in and quickly read them, edit them if you want to, in my brain, it makes it so much easier. I have so much less resistance. I would spend a lot of time just thinking about creating the post, staring at the screen, getting lost in the newsfeed. But if I have those posts already scheduled by someone else and I know that they're there and I go on social media to review them and then make any edits. The whole thing feels a lot less daunting to me and it's a lot less time. 
Yeah. And, you know, we, um, we have a plan for what it is. So she knows the things that she has to look for to post every week. You know, there's a success story from the office. So she'll take a, a photo testimonial from one of our patients. That's one post, always a recipe, um, something clinical, something chiropractic, something relevant and something to do specifically with women or children's health. So yeah. she knows that's kind of the framework. That's the post that we need to have in the newsfeed every single week. And she's awesome at finding them. The next thing to delegate is probably my favorite thing to delegate, which is having your home and or office cleaned. I've always had my office cleaned. I actually traded services with a patient in my first office. Um, he and his too. wife had a cleaning company and he and she would clean and I provided their care and it was the best thing. It was like, so wonderful to walk in my office and know that they had been there the day before and it was clean and I didn't have to worry about it. And it took me a lot longer to start having someone clean my home. And now that we've been doing that for the last year and we stick with it every other week, um, she, they came yesterday and I walked upstairs to the kids playroom last night. And usually I kind of dread going upstairs because it's messy. And last night I went up to their, their playroom and I just, stopped, took a deep breath and smiled and took it all in. And I was like, oh, this just feels so wonderful. Uh, I am so glad that we're able to do this. But, you know, honestly, if it was up to most of my other family members, those who shall remain nameless, that would not happen. They, they don't care if the house is clean, but it's important to me. So it's something that I give myself and it was weird when I first started to do it, but now it's just become part of what we do. And it's so, so worth it. I find it's hard to think in clutter and untidiness. It's Very so, much. And, you know, as business owners, we do a lot of our thinking and work from home. We just do. So I think it's important. It's an important business practice as soon as you can possibly find the money from somewhere to get rid of some of the clutter and just have that cleanliness that allows you to think straight. Yes. All right. Number three on our list is childcare. Now let's preface this, <laughs> right? Let's preface this by saying that we're not suggesting that you should um, delegate your children to someone else, but that there are so many women in our community who listen to the podcast, who are in our masterminds, who feel overwhelmed and mm -hmm. under supported and one of the biggest ways that they're under-supported under is that they don't have solid child care. And sometimes that means, you know, that grandma or grandpa are watching the kids and the, the mom feels like she can't ask more of the grandparents because the grandparents are having a hard time keeping up with the kids, but yet she needs more time to focus on her business or it just means that you've got someone that's really unreliable. They show up late. They might need to leave early. They ask for days off. And while you're glad that you have someone who shows up to take care of your children, that person's really not the right fit. You know, one of the other things with this too is we see this time and time again where people have a certain number of hours of childcare, but what they have failed to take into account is the administration and CEO time that their business needs. So, um, you know, part of this delegation of childcare is remembering that for every patient hour that you have, 
you likely need childcare for administrative time because it just simply takes that amount of time to run a business. So that's, you know, I guess one of the big errors that we see people making is only getting enough childcare for their patient hours and not, and then the, the overwhelm comes in because the, the, um, inevitable administrative time that has to come in, they're trying to do it at home with the kids in tow and yeah. it's hard. It's, you know what? It's impossible. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's so hard to sit down at a laptop when you've got a toddler who wants to nurse and a, uh, another kiddo that wants to play games and somebody else that needs to go somewhere. It just, it's so hard mm-hmm. and it can be hard for our family members, our spouses, our children, our parents. It can be hard for all of them to understand that we need more time to work without the kids and why that's important. But truthfully, you have to just stop letting their opinions matter more than your need to take that time. And once you do it and you feel more calm and more steady and more confident that you've got it, you've got this, then you'll realize that what they're telling you, if they are telling you that you shouldn't need to take more time away from the kids, it's really not fair. It's, it's just, it's not a realistic expectation. Well, and I think the, the perception that our families get is that we're always working, right? If you don't have enough childcare and you're always trying to fit one more thing in on your laptop here and there, what, the way it looks to our spouses and our children is that mommy's always working. Whereas if you have that dedicated time where you can do everything you need to do and then shut it down, leave the bag at the office, then when you come home, you are there, you are physically and emotionally present with your kids. So it's really worth delegating out. The next thing on our list of items to delegate is coming up with a practice manual. This doesn't mean you delegate the whole construction of the practice manual, but essentially documenting the procedures that other people are doing, other tasks that other people are doing in your business. You don't have to sit down and try to type out all the things that that person does in their job, let them do it. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that already know all the steps involved in what they do. Yeah. And you just go through and edit it. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, when you have your front desk CA or your tech CA or whoever writing out the procedures of the things that they do, and then you read it over, it can be very enlightening. It can show you why certain things aren't working in your practice. When you read the procedure that they've written and you say, is this how you do it? <laughs> and when you realize that is not how I trained you to do it. So, oh man, how many times have we asked our clients, do you have a procedures manual for your office? It's so rare that anyone says yes, which means that everyone, including you, are flying by the seat of your pants. And then if we wonder why our CAs aren't doing the things that we want them to do, We have to remember, you can't just tell them once or train them on it when they first start and expect that six months from now, they're still doing it the same way. The value of office procedures is, it's invaluable. You you have to have it. And then you have to go back and continue to train on it. But just the act of writing down the procedures is probably one of the best things that you can do in 2019 to grow your practice, to really articulate and communicate clearly how you want things done, and how things flow in your office. And like Danielle said, 
you don't have to do it all. That's, I think that's where a lot of listeners get tripped up. It's overwhelming thinking, oh my gosh, if I have to sit down and write down all my procedures, it's too overwhelming. So just start with some of the things that you do. And then, like I said, get the person who's doing it to write it out. And then you just check it over. Another reason that having a manual is so important is because what if your rock star team member leaves mm-hmm. and they leave suddenly? Never they, they leave before you have someone else um, to fill their position. This happened to one of my clients just over the last two weeks. She hired her first assistant ever after about five years of owning her practice and this person that she hired did an amazing job for several months until suddenly she did not do an amazing job anymore. She had something change in her life that was pretty significant. But despite that, she essentially stopped showing up for work. She um, just kind of expected that her schedule would be whatever worked for her, mm. not what worked for the practice. <laughs> and um, at the point where the client was wondering, should I hire someone new? Um, the, the assistant just quit her job by sending a text message. <laughs> and then there she was back to doing it all on her own in her practice. And now is facing hi- not only the process of finding someone and hiring someone, but also then training that person from scratch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's so much easier to do when you have a manual. Yeah, exactly. Like when you have something written down. A manual would be really helpful for her right now. Unfortunately, one does not exist yet for her practice. I bet it will by this time next year. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. All right. The last thing on our list to delegate is your bookkeeping. Now, delegating your bookkeeping is not at all an excuse to not keep track of your stats or to not be aware of how much money your business is or isn't making, but Bookkeeping can be tedious, and it's certainly not in your top skill set. If you only log into QuickBooks once a month or once a quarter, then it can feel like you are reteaching yourself what to do and how to do it every time. So this could actually save you time to delegate it to someone else. Nobody likes doing bookkeeping. Like, that's the other thing. Bookkeeping sucks more than almost anything else. It is, it's the worst job. I hate bookkeeping. You know, even if you do like it though, like I kind of like bookkeeping and I kind of like being on Canva and playing and creating new graphics. But as you, as your business grows more and more, you have to do less of the things that you even do like doing so that you can do more of the things that you only you can do in your business. And for a chiropractor, that means that you're adjusting your patients and you're running your business, right? It's not doing all the things, all of the things that keep the business running. Well, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And yeah. the question I would ask anyone who says, well, I don't mind bookkeeping and I, I really like fiddling around with Canva. Well, do you like playing with your kids more than you like playing around with Canva? Or do you like seeing patients, you know, that when we did our present profitable challenge, a lot of our chiropractors, their dream is to be making $200, $300, $400 an hour. And you can do that seeing patients. Would you rather be fiddling around on Canva, making nice images or making $250 an hour? Right. 
that's the choice, really. That is essentially the choice that you're making. So I think that a lot of times when we do those things that we do like to do, and Canva is a perfect example because I hear lots of people saying, I really like that. It's an outlet. It's probably an outlet that you're choosing to do because you don't want to be doing something else that you should be doing. So. Like stuff notes. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's review our list quickly. We started with social media and graphics. Um, Canva being a place that you can create graphics. If you're hearing us talk about Canva and you're like, what is Canva? Um, Cleaning both at home and in the office, childcare. And really we were meaning here, like making sure that you have enough childcare so that you're not just having childcare while you're seeing your patients, but also so that you can do the administrative stuff that you need to do in your practice and making sure that you have the right fit for childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, then creating the practice manual, letting someone else in your team, on your team, document their own procedures so that you don't have to be the one to do that. And then lastly, outsourcing your bookkeeping. It's a good list. I love this list. Do you have any other things that like are your favorite things to delegate? Let us know. Let us know in the Facebook groups. You can comment on the website, but let us know what your favorites are too, because we're always looking for new ideas for deleting, automating, and delegating. Yes. And we're always learning too, right? Like we don't have all of the answers all of the time. So we're of course always learning right along with you. All right. One quick reminder that if you are in the ramp up phase right now and you're listening to this list of things to delegate and you're thinking, "Mm, yeah, I should probably start delegating at least one of those things because I'm really busy and having a hard time keeping up with it all. Um, And you want more support in the process of not only growing your practice, but growing yourself too, then consider the Elevated Women Mastermind. This mastermind is designed specifically for women who are nearing six figures in their practice and who are feeling like they are ready to expand themselves and their practice as well. And you're at this phase where you will have to, you'll have to start delegating things because in order to continue to grow, you have to have more support. And the Elevated Women Mastermind is a form of that support for you. You can find the application as well as more info at alignwomen.com forward slash mastermind. Okay. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Be sure to join us next week when we are back with a new episode. for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.